Hi, and welcome to episode 87 of No Crying in Baseball, the Happy Father's Day episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, I'm having a great baseball weekend, more than a weekend. It it started Thursday night, and it's not ending until like Tuesday, right? But I've seen three games so far, and we're going back Monday night. That's a great way to spend a weekend, and wow, that's That's like a a week. Yeah. Let's do it. Unfortunately... I think my team only won one of those games so far, right? Wait, Friday night was good with the Red Sox, with fireworks both during and after the game. Hey, hey, that was good. But last night, not quite as fun at the Nationals game. No, but we had other fun at the Nationals game. That we was did. that was the Obi Sean Kenobi bobblehead giveaway, the Sean Doolittle best bobblehead in the history of the world giveaway. Yes, we went two hours early to make sure we got them, and it's a good thing we did because they ran out 15 minutes after we got through the gate. Really, that was it. Really, that was it, man. Come early, grab them, and then just pay lots of money for delicious concession craft beer and snacks. It was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. On today's show, we're going to talk about something that's been happening a lot. Stealing home. Yeah, stealing home. Many, many times this season so far. And you know what else has been happening a lot? Home runs. The balls are juiced and I can prove it. We're also going to give you an update on Big Poppy, David Ortiz, who's doing better. Thank you for that. And Potty Mouth and I are going to give you our all-star picks for catcher and for outfield. We have a lot of agreement this week, it looks like. Finally, we're going to close with telling you a little bit about MLB and USA Baseball's Breakthrough Series girls playing baseball, and we're all for that. But first, stealing home. This is our first boyfriend update. We both have these boyfriends, these guys we've picked from every team with painstaking care in the offseason, and the guy that I picked from the Cleveland team, Leonis Martin, we talked about how he had a rough season last year, that he was ill. Well, he's much better now. He stole home for the first time in his career, I think it was yesterday, the day before. I don't know. We're recording before you're listening anyway. So it's in the past, but it was against Detroit. <laughs> and here's the the interesting part. And you probably can speak better about this than I can. But he stole home against a right-handed pitcher, which doesn't happen often. Right? Right. And that's because the right-handed pitchers are facing third base when they're in their windup. Right? When they're in the stretch, mm-hmm. actually. Someone's on base, they're in the stretch. They're facing that way. So... They've got their eye on the guy on third. You would think, except for Martin noticed that Alcantara, Victor Alcantara, the the pitcher for Detroit, looked down between his pitches. I guess it's his thing to zone out. And so he noticed he had this pattern. He did a fake to, to just try it out. And he didn't notice, and then he went for it. And it was still pretty close, uh, the throw at home, but he said he's never run faster in his life. What I loved about it, of course, was Tito Francona saying that he hasn't seen someone do that since Jacoby Ellsbury with the Red Sox against the Yankees in 2009, my favorite home steal. Stealing home is a thing that's totally fun to watch, um, and it's been happening more. The Rangers had it twice this week. Once was um, my anti-boyfriend. Actually, when we first talked about baseball boyfriends, this was the guy that I said I would never pick because he did a little bit of sucker punching, and that's Rugned Odor. However, I did learn to pronounce his name. And uh, he did this uh, Friday night, Thursday, uh, in the past against the Recent past. Go with recent past. Against an A's left-handed pitcher, Ryan Buckter. And I'm not sure at all I'm pronouncing that one right. But then your ex-boyfriends, so we're still on this boyfriend theme, these guys we've been looking at, Elvis Andrews, also of the Rangers, stole against the Cincinnati Reds. So we've had some stealing of home this, this week. 
And that's small ball, and I like it. I like action on the infield. That's fun to watch. You know what's getting less and less fun to watch? Home runs. I don't know. I like them. I had a blast at Camden Yards, but maybe yeah, that's but, just Yeah, but you know, me. yesterday we right. sat there and got kind of bored when the only things that were happening were home runs at, yeah. at the game. And I like to see some action, and that's not – home runs should be harder. It should be more of a challenge. It should be a feat. It should be an accomplishment. Now it's just like, okay, here's another one. So let me give you some examples about how this is changing. This week, we set a record. There were 13 combined home runs between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks in one game this week. Currently, there are 25 players on pace to hit 40 home runs this season. To put that in perspective, the record is 17 players reaching that 40 home run mark, and that was in 1996. A few years ago, in 2014, um, Cruz was the only player to hit more than 40 home runs. So this is weird. This is a lot. The scarier one is we are on pace currently to hit a thousand, a thousand more home runs this year than last year. Just in a year. Just in a year. And you're you're uh chalking that up to the balls. The balls are juiced. It's not the pitching. Some people are saying it's the pitching if their pitching was, you know, they're placing their, you know, they're painting the corners better, mm-hmm. whatever. But here is one stat that you can't tell me does not mean that it's it's the balls being juiced. The AAA teams did not ever use the same balls as the major leagues ever until this year. Now, in AAA, there's a home run hit every 25 at-bats. Last year, when they weren't using the same balls that Major League Baseball is using, it was every 38 at bats. So what are these balls? Like what what's the same balls? So they're 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 <laughs> manufactured differently. There is there is a a type right. that is the major league balls. And that that's the way it is. And they're right. and they're just slightly Rawlings has the contract for major league balls. I don't know if they have the one for minor leagues. They probably do now. At this point. Huh. At this point. But they are we talked about this before. They're machine made, so they are very tightly wound. The cores are super tight. There's a lot less drag on them, which is making them fly farther. So if MLB wants to sort of make the game a little more exciting unless, oh, here we go again, here we go again, then they've got to change something. They either have to change the construction of the ball or they have to deal with the pitcher, move them farther back, lower the mound, do something to huh. change that if they want to. Because otherwise, it's nuts. And like we're, we're breaking all of these records, but they're not being broken sort of apples to apples. Right. I mean, it's like a different game right now. And so we're setting records based on a different set of circumstances. I don't like it. So is there some sort of unbiased ball examiner position available? Well, I mean, they have, and, and they all fit the the requirements. It's just that, I mean, it's not like anyone is doing something extra in the construction. No one's being sneaky. It's just that the way they are constructed right now is just sending them out of the park. Huh. Yep. So you, you've got to be this the ball checker or something. MLB, show Patty your balls. I'm not happy where this is going. I was trying to be science here, <laughs> no, and we me. just went I'm to the, the gutter. gutter. I'm in the so gutter. So let's go talk about Big Poppy instead. All right. Oh, man, you have to make me look better at this point. I have to sound nice to talk about Big mm-hmm. Poppy. Our, everybody's heart has been with Big Poppy through his recovery. And it's a little scary. I, I don't think... I definitely didn't realize. I don't know how many people realized how much danger he was really in and how close he was really to be getting killed. So where the bullet went through and hit his liver and his intestines could have hit some major arteries that would have just bled him out right away. And there was a lot of blood that was cleaned out. And it turns out that the folks in the DR did a really amazing job. 
um, in their in their first sew up and check out. What they've also done though is talk a lot. Like so, the 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 quotes you get are from people in the hospital in the DR. In the U.S., not so much. Nobody's saying anything about. Well, that. there's no HIPAA, you know, regulation in the, in the DR. Apparently, here we have a privacy thing that everybody signs. Not the case elsewhere, and this is what happens. Yeah, not so much. Luckily, it's all good news. Um, well, you know, relatively. Uh, the the weird part though is to figuring what the fuck happened. Why would anybody want to kill him? That's still very much up in the air. But it seems like there are a lot of people involved. Something like ten suspects have been apprehended at this point. It's like some big old conspiracy assassination ring. And one of those the weird things is the guy that you know there was all that video about the crowd pulling him off of a motorcycle and beating the crap out yeah. of him. He was the driver. He wasn't the shooter. And he's trying to say, oh, I didn't know that's what was happening. I was just a driver. But who knows? But anyway, yikes. Yeah, and and the number of $8,000 has been batted around of being the, the pay for the hitman, which seems incredibly low for somebody like Big Poppy. So they're saying that he wasn't the intended target? I don't know. You know, how can you mistake him for anybody, really, especially in Dominican Republic? And really divided by like 10 people, that's not really very much at all. Yeah, nothing makes sense. So stay tuned. We'll see what we find out. Back to our all-star picks. Remember, you can still be voting five times a day, every day, for your all-star favorites in this primary season. We're going to tell you about our friends, our picks in the outfield, and catcher, and oh yeah, that DH thing, which I still don't think is real. But anyway, the outfield. (laughs) For the American League, I have picked my boyfriend, Michael Brantley, of the Astros, formerly of Cleveland, who's having a fantastic year. Interestingly, the outfield for the Astros is so freaking good that he's not getting the votes he could because um, Springer and others are getting those votes. Hmm. I, I get that. I totally get that. But he has um, he's number two in hits among outfielders. And remember, he knows how to change a tire and he's not afraid to do it on his way to the ballpark. So I'm going with Michael Brantley. I am also going with Byron Buxton, who I picked last year as my twins boyfriend And then he had a terrible year, and then he had all these migraines and a hitting slump and was set down to AAA. And he was ticked because they did not bring him up in September. And he was was really angry. And then he said, okay, something's got to give. I got to work on something myself. And he worked on his outlook, his mental state. He had the skills, but he just couldn't keep his head in the game. Mm -hmm. So he kind of spent the offseason trying to focus on all of that, better mental preparation. And he's having a career year so far. So I like the, uh, you know, the the comeback story. So Byron Buxton. And that fits into your hello twins, we owe you one at this point. Hello twins. Yes, yes, absolutely. And lastly, um, Tommy Pham, my um, last year's boyfriend who now plays for Tampa Bay, who is most famous most recently for slamming Tampa Bay for a terrible place to play baseball, both the park and the fans. So um, I can't disagree. I don't know. Who you got? So I'm backing you up on Tommy Pham. Mm-hmm. Both, I, I'm totally behind the dissing that ballpark. But also, there was this great article, which we should definitely repost, about him being a fellow potty mouth. He likes to <laughs> drop the F-bomb every he's other week. He's your people. He's totally my people. And he's batting 294. So we got the combo there. Um, I went into great detail the other night, at uh, Thursday night, when we went to see the Nationals. And the the forecast for the evening was no rain. And actually, it went May I just back say, here we go again. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Patty has had to sit through this. My amazement, my absolute fucking amazement. Because the, the forecast that day, first it was rain. So I put my poncho in the bag. And then it wasn't rain. So I took the poncho out of the bag. Luckily, I kept the poncho in, despite the fact that it said no rain. And then it was like a light chance. And then in the middle of the eighth inning, when we were losing miserably anyway, out of nowhere, just pouring Out of the sky, rain. actually. Out it of was, the sky. <laughs> 
And I went and I checked beyond just my weather app. I looked at the radar thing. And this is where I started really bugging There's out. There's an all-star pick coming up, I promise you. <laughs> there was no rain to be seen. And then, boom, all of a sudden, there was just this blast of storm. So I said, I need Mike Trout to explain this to me. Therefore, he is one of my outfield, pick, outfield picks. And as you put it that night, you know, there's really no other reason why one would pick Mike, Mike Trout anyway for the outfield. Right. It's not so. like he's leading like in every category. For <laughs> Yeah. So that's why I'm picking Mike Trout, because my logic is flawless. It is sound. And, it and, is sound and, and continuous. <laughs> here's even better logic. So I'm going with number three, Trey Mancini of the Orioles. First, and I'm celebrating because Orioles in a positive way. Hello, it happened. Mark the date and time. Yeah. Yeah, I rarely do this. I never do this. Probably even less than I do for Yankees players at this, definitely for this year. But not only did Trey Mancini impress me with his stats, but he had the best propaganda piece for why to vote for him. (laughs) It was this great video that they played at the park that I didn't understand at first. It was sort of like this dry comedy, like, vote for him because he plays with puppies or like all these random things and at first I said but that's not a reason to vote for him and well, our that's friend- totally your reasons to vote for anybody though I mean it was like directed at you wasn't it it totally was <laughs> and that's when I read that's exactly it because then I realized oh wait yes this is why I vote for people and so yep that's my number three right there all right in the National League not too many surprises here although I have one maybe surprise at the end here I'm going to start with Cody Bellinger because who can not vote for Cody Bellinger this year because it's freaking amazing what he's doing. He was really good in 2017. He was pretty good last year, but he had some slumps and he went to work. And here's how he went to work. The Dodgers hired Robert Van Sayek, I think that's his name, who is the hitting coach famous for bringing J.D. Martinez around to becoming the superstar he is right now. Uh And they hired a hitting um, strategist, um, Brant Brown. So Cody Bellinger worked with them over the entire offseason. Like really, really hard work. I just how to square up the ball, getting the swing just right, what's wrong with his stance. He just did all this fine-tuning, and he now is leading the league in batting average. He's reduced his strikeout rate by almost 10% from last season in a year where strikeouts are way up because you're either hitting home runs or you're striking out, right, most of the time, Mm. mixed for a boring game. He's not doing that. He is not striking out nearly as much as he used to. So he fine-tuned. He said, what's the newest? What's the latest? What can I learn to be better? And he did it, and I really like that. Can I, can I chime in on Bellinger now and not just, sure. just not wait till the end of your yes, three picks? Yes, you can. Okay, Absolutely. because my first one is with you. And just to back up what you were saying, his on-base percentage plus slugging is 1.156, which seems unreal. Mm-hmm. And we first talked about him last year as a member of the BMX club because there were all these Dodgers young guys who just sounded like a BMX club, right? Cody and Corey and Alex. And I figure that that was just like a preview because, you know, the ET folks, for those of you who are as old as we are, back the, the movie E.T., they rode like BMXs into the sky. So I'm yes, like, that's, that's totally the mm-hmm. level of BMX riding that Cody Bellinger's doing. <laughs> Therefore, that's Therefore. why I picked him. All right, excellent. We also agree on my number two pick, which is Christian Yelich, who's mm-hmm. my current boyfriend for the Brewers, not just because he can chug with the best of them. He's got a league-leading Wait, 26 speak for home runs. On that. That he can check with the best well, of them? Well, not just because. Like, that might be my... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there, there you go. See, that's... For me, it's All not right. just because of that. It's also the league-leading 26 home runs and because he looks like Joe DiMaggio. But we've talked about him a oh, lot, so I'm going to leave it there. Do you want to add anything about Christian Yelich? No, zero. That's all. Zero? Yeah, right okay. There. All right. So we're it's all just, in for how that. How can you not, basically? I how did, can you how not? How can you not? 
Yep, yep. Whatever, um, Cody Bellinger is not leading in, Kristen Yelich is. So those are like the one and two guys in any order. My third choice is kind of like the Byron Buxton here in the National League. It's sort of the comeback story. I'm going to do a vote for Scott Kingery of the Phillies because of most improved. He had a terrible season last year, and he has stepped up like crazy. So um, we haven't talked about it, but you probably heard that um, Andrew McCutcheon is out for the season, uh, which is a horror and everyone's very sad about it. And also we talked about Herrera being out because of, you know, say less domestic abuse. So the outfield in Philadelphia was lacking and Scott Kingery has stepped up. He is having a career year. He had four homers in four games this past week. His, his um, OPS is 969 on a t- which leads the team, a team which has Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins on it. So Scott wow. Kingery for most improved. I'm giving him my pick number three. Who's your pick number three? My pick number three is my boyfriend from my home team, Juan Soto, Juanjo. How can I not? I mean, it's my home team, the Nationals. It's a guy that I've already picked and looked into. And he did hit a home run for us while we were there. So was it yesterday or Friday or Thursday? One of those. One of those. Yeah. There's a nice piece about um, Juan Soto and his father on MLB.com Aww. today. There's a lot of Father's Day tributes. And one is about how his dad always practiced with him no matter what equipment they could find, including an empty bottle and a bottle cap as a bat and ball, and that made him what he is today. So yay for that. Let's move on to catchers. My American League catcher pick is Pedro Severino of the Orioles. Sevi played on the Nationals last year and slumped the whole season, also did not get a lot of playing time. Now with the O's, he's getting much more playing time, and he's kind of coming into his own, and the Orioles are looking at him as a player to kind of build their team around because you may have heard they're kind of in the basement, and they can only go up. So he's one of the guys that's going to help him get there. Um, last year, he was batting 168 with the Nats. This year, he's 277 with the Orioles. So another, like, cinderella story there. Yeah, he's adjusting to that move really well. And I saw him on Friday night and was impressed, but not quite as impressed as I was by the guy who I'm picking, which is Christian Vasquez of the Red Sox, who's the one who hit the home run. It was the third run for the the Red Sox out of thirteen, I think that I saw. Not not thir- it wasn't thirteen home runs, thirteen yeah. runs, but his home run was the third run scored and broke things open just a bit. So I'm going with Vasquez. Plus, he's had a really good year. For National League, I'm going with JT Realmuto of the Phillies. He's leading all catchers in hits. He's a super guy. He's just a wonderful player. He's also kind of coming into his own with the Phillies. And the fun fact is his Wikipedia entry lists his ATC score. ACT score. Wow. I've been drinking not very much. No, not much. Maybe I'm underbeard. His ACT score, which is not bad. It's a 32. So I'll take that. So he's smart. And you know I like him, Brainy. That that totally works in your in your qualifications or the, besides the you were already you, p- you were already picking the other guy that I love deeply. Oh Buffalo Wilson Ramos, we will follow you wherever you go, really, because we adore him. Back from two teams ago when he was here in uh, in Washington, but the reason why I'm picking him not just because he's doing well is because he's going to have another baby, and it's Father's Day. And the way that he found out that he's going to have his third baby is his wife held up a sign while he was in the on-deck circle. Get out. Mm-hmm. That's how he found out. How did he do at I, that? You know, that part I didn't look at. <laughs> I guess I should have done a little more research. Yeah, I was thinking that could be a little bit distracting. Right, right. Yeah. All right, this last category I don't believe in at all. 
it's the designated hitter. I think that's crap, but I'm going to go. But it's a category, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Hunter Pence. And it's weird to say Hunter Pence of the Rangers because it's been Hunter Pence of the Giants yeah. for like my entire lifetime, it seems like. Number one reason is fashion. Right. He always um, has a little quirky look. He dances his own steps. I appreciate that on the field. He also, of course, is leading all DHs in hits, runs, RBIs and home runs, including most recently. Oh, God. uh, Yeah. This is for you. This is for every time you slam the O's, the inside the park home run at Fenway, where um, where Brock Holt missed the ball. And then they all just watched it sit there while he rounded the bases. And one video I saw said he could have made it around twice. Yeah, he really didn't have to run. He could yeah. have just walked around the bases. In Holt's defense, it looked like it could have gone. I mean, if you're if you're putting yourself in his There's, head. Then what about everybody else who didn't go after the ball? Yeah, well, Mookie Betts, I think, actually should have clued him in. Yeah. He, he really should have said, wait, Brock, it's over there. But Yeah, 100 anyway, pence for DH, right. which is not a real thing. I'm going to go with J.D. Martinez for the real DH because he's a great DH. He Actually, we saw him play outfield, which was fine. So that kind of backs up your theory that these guys could actually play. But he's Should doing great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. J.D. Martinez, I, I'm good with DH. <laughs> and, uh, and I saw him get not one, but two home runs at Camden Yards. The ball is juiced. It, yeah, it, but he really, but he's really knows good. how to juice it and, or how to work the juice, <laughs> how to spray the juice. I don't know. I, I just stop now. Yeah. Okay. I, I I almost kind of wanted to go for Shohei Otani just because Otani and we've been following his whole drama and he can't pitch this year and it's really cool. He that might. He might be pitching soon. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh, that would it be It could so happen really fun. soon. Wow. Well, he's been doing really well as DH, including hitting for the cycle this past week. He was Amazing. the first Japanese-born MLB player to hit for the cycle. Um, and it was against the the Rays. We were watching, hoping for cycles. There were, there were some cycles we were trying to predict. At yeah, the- we were wrong both times. Yeah. One I'm sorry about, and the other one not so much. And our last little bit for today is a tip of the hat to girls playing baseball. This weekend, the girls' baseball breakthrough series, I believe it's the second time that MLB and USA Baseball have invited girls to Vera Beach, Florida for the weekend, uh, June 15th through 18th, in case you're listening to this much later. And it's basically for some intense study and play and coaching by professional people and women from the U.S. team are coming to play with them and coach them. And what I think the the goal is, is to actually prep some talent for our national team that we always talk about is just kind of thrown together before the Baseball World Cup. So it's girls ages 14 to 17. They're all selected. They had to apply, but all expenses are paid. So it's kind of a good way to uh, level the playing field. There have been boys breakthrough series for a little bit longer than the girls, I think since 2008 is what I understand. But also college recruiters there. So who knows? Maybe some girls will be playing baseball in college and six, uh, no, eight, <laughs> I can't see, eight alumni. So that means eight girls, now women, who used to be in this are now coaching it. And if you want to find out more, you can follow at MLB Develops on Twitter. And the good news for us locally is there's a couple of girls who play for DC Girls Baseball mm-hmm. who were selected and are down there. So we're rooting for you guys. You're awesome. This week, as Potty Mouth alluded to, we've got yet more baseball coming to your nation's capital. There's a series with the Phillies, so we're going to that tomorrow night. And I'll be out the part of the Brave series over the weekend with the Max Scherzer bobbleheads. So it's kind of two good bobbleheads in a row for me. What do you have going on? 
Um, let's see. Not much. I mean, I'm going to the Phillies with you, and then I'm going to Massachusetts for the weekend, and unfortunately not to Fenway Park, just for fun. So I am missing the Braves being in town. But, you know, stuff. stuff. It's summer. I get to stop working after tomorrow. That's, yep. that's yeah, you good. do. So are you going to spend your time like working on your fantasy boyfriend baseball league? Oh, shit. I really should. So I was so proud of myself because right before you sent the reminder that we should really look at our rosters before things got locked in for the next week, I made some swaps. And so I had three players who had been on the IL that I finally got onto the bench, brought some new blood in. But I forgot about my pitching. I still have an injured pitcher. ruh Yeah, so I am still beyond the basement. I am so in the basement. El Wombo is hanging in in first place and leftovers at second place, although neither one of them changed in points in the past couple days, I think. And you're you're getting up there in fourth. You could be breaking through. It's spreading out a little bit. We're not all on top of each other anymore. Things are starting to spread out. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, Vino Tinto is out of regulation. So I think we need to scold him publicly. Vino Tinto, you've got to get a couple of people off your roster because they do not fit the baseball boyfriend rules. They might be performing well, but they're assholes. And remember, we have no assholes in this league, which means homophobes, abusers, et cetera, et cetera. So that was Potty Mouth, the assistant commissioner (laughs) of, of Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League. Well done. Well done. I hope you get to go to some baseball games this week like we're doing. In your downtime, please catch up on some old shows, some old episodes of No Crying in Baseball. Let your friends know all about us. If you have a chance to leave a review or a rating, we would certainly appreciate that. Until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Goodnight, Potty Mouth. Potty Mouth.